And welcome Mavs Nation to another episode of MavsCast, the Sports Ethos Dallas Mavericks podcast is your host again, Hov Kasayan, on Twitter at H-O-V-O-K-Y-O-S. The show Twitter, of course, is at Ethos Mavericks. Give us a follow over there. And uh, it's another sad night tonight for for Mavs Nation, actually. Um, recording this right after the, the loss to the Pistons in Detroit. Uh, another road loss to a team that either is shorthanded from their stars or a young team that should not be having playoff aspirations. And in this case, it was both because the Pistons, of course, are missing their uh, last year's number one overall pick, Kate Cunningham. So, and the Mavs, you know, being basically completely healthy for the most part. Um, it was not good, not good at all. Um, this is coming off the win against the Warriors, which, you know, if you listen to the last episode, I was very, very cautious about, you know, the Mavs pulling out that win, coming off the the large losing streak before that four-game losing streak, um, because I didn't really see any of the things that we've been talking about um, that have led to their losses. I didn't see any of that really fixed there, and, and this sort of reared its ugly head again. Um, it was sort of a flashback to me of, you know, the, the OKC game, the Houston Rockets game, um, you know, the, the Wizards game, I guess, um, the Pelicans game. So, you know, all games, like I mentioned, against either young teams who should not be beating a team with, you know, what what we assumed and hoped would be title aspirations. And, you know, I'm not I'm not giving up on those aspirations now, but certainly, you know, the the way this past two or so weeks have been going, um there's 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 bigger issues, bigger things to think about before we can actually talk about the Mavs as a as a contending team regardless of uh what they did uh last year and uh sucks to be this this negative uh like right off the bat um for one game but really it's 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 not one game it's it's things that partly things that could be changed that that we could see um action being taken towards improving this team's weaknesses and some of the reasons why Mavs are losing these games and importantly things that you can't really do anything about except play better right Um, for example what I'm talking about the things that really you can't really do anything about through any transactions or any minutes or any sort of scheme or lineup changes or anything like that number one is a free throw shooting of this team is just absolutely abysmal like they shot over 20 free throws and they shot under 50 percent um i read somewhere that that hasn't happened to mavericks since 2000 um i'm gonna pull up i'm gonna pull up those exact stats but 
but yeah, other than that, it's rebounding, right? Um, I think that partly has to do with playing better and partly has to do with uh, the scheme and the personnel that, that the Mavericks are putting out there. But of course, everything comes with the trade-offs. Like we know the Mavericks with this sort of team, the offense that they generate around Luka Doncic, you're going to want you're going to want shooters, right? And that's why Dwight Powell is not getting minutes at the end of games, either now, like in this game and in this season, despite the early minutes that he's getting, or what we saw last year in the playoffs, right? Uh, and it makes sense. It makes sense. But that's sort of the trade-off, right? It's like you can't just put better rebounders in there, namely Travel McGee, right? You can't just put better rebounders in there, you know, it's, it's going to open up some other holes um, at that stage. So that's where some of that difficulty comes in. So really, to me, I, a, a lot of it I attribute to the Mavs got to gotta play better. They got to box out. They got to put bodies on bodies. A lot of times players are not even tracking the rebounds until the shot hits the rim, the ball hits the rim, which other teams, they're they're going out there, they're getting in position to, to get those rebounds. This happens both offensively and defensively. Now, I know, of course, especially now in the NBA, it's very common. It's probably the right thing to do, too, to um, to get back on, on defense, uh, stop, you know, transition uh, points. But it's like you put up a bad shot, like you know it's a bad shot, like you could tell it's not going in. Of course, the player themselves feel that it's most likely not going to go in and they just stand there. And oftentimes, it's like it's not even that they're getting back in transition. It's that they're like watching the shot and what happens to the shot. Like at least, okay, if, if you're not going to close out on the rebound, like get back on defense. Like they, they, they just stand there and they look. And it's, yeah, it's like it's a criticism that, you know, normally you would probably say, uh, you know, just kind of like let it go, right? Like if the if the team is winning, but but what's happening with the Mavs right now? It's like they have no excuse to be that they they have to they have to take out all the stops over here. Uh, so about the free throws, you know, Luca missed another two free throws, uh, a set of two free throws, uh, very late in the game. Now he did or not he, but they did end up getting the offensive rebound on that. And then Luca drilled a step back three from his favorite spot, the the left wing. Um, and I really felt like he focused hard on that shot after that. But like, what was he doing during the free throws? But um, it's tough. There's like no way to get around it. Now, he didn't get to the line that much in this game uh, compared to what he usually does. But he was two of six from the line you had um christian wood was four of six not terrible for him but that's still terrible free throw shooting spencer dinwiddie was two of four those were his only two points spencer dinwiddie only scored two points and they both came from the free throw line after only knocking down half of his free throw shots think about that he put up only two shots in this entire game two shots in 28 minutes he put up two shots, 0 for 1 from 3. Um, he did have six assists, but he had zero rebounds. 
zero rebounds, zero steals. He did have a block, uh, and he did turn the ball over once. So he turned the ball over more often than than he made field goals. I try to think of a more clever way to say it, but you can't really. I mean, this really like I, I there was there was a point when the Mavericks came back from a eight point deficit with a minute and a half left in the game, which at that point was pretty impressive how they came back and they tied the game and the last uh, possession of overtime for the Pistons was was hectic they almost lost the game right there but um I almost thought you know right before that two minutes before that I felt how I feel now but then for for I guess for for a minute I thought okay maybe maybe we're gonna come in and and have some good things to say about this. Like it still would have been a negative show because they have no business even even coming down to this wire. It's like how many games can you play like this? Feels like every single game is like this. Of of the winnable games. Of the games that you should win because of this very tight Western conference. Um like you could go very easily from eighth to third in the Western Conference in in a week over over the course of a week's games. Um, and and they're dropping these games. And if you know, not all of their competitors are are winning these games either. Um, and that's why it's so tight. But I mean, this is an opportunity. You have Quantity uh, Towns is out. I mean, Damian Lillard's been out, but Portland's still been great. But he's also about to come back. So uh, I don't know how ahead they can get there, but. The Lakers are starting to pick up steam, at least compared to how they started the season. Um, they at least seem to have a pulse. Um, you never know what you know what's going to happen with the Clippers stars, but you know if they come back later in the season, you're going to have to vie for position there. So there's really, really like no way to sugarcoat this game. But I'm going to look through my quotes quotes and notes to see uh what positives i could pull out of here good thing from this game something that we continue to see from this season uh as luka Doncic is one of the leaders in steals per game in the league um he got another three steals um even the ones that weren't attributed to him he's all over the place deflecting passes and stripping dribbles he stripped uh boyan in this in this game who otherwise was uh, absolutely fantastic in this game. He went 10 for 14 from the field. Boyan did. And Killian Hayes went 10 of 13 from the field. He had a couple cold-blooded threes back-to-back that he drilled in overtime. He drilled another another shot that his foot was on the line, basically another three-pointer if you... Um, as far as I'm consider, uh, As far as I'm concerned... Um, by Killian standards, because Killian Hayes was shooting 20% to start the season in the first 11 games. So the first three weeks of the season almost, he was shooting 20%. Um, now he's played somewhat better than that. He's never been a, a volume shooter, um, you know, rightfully so in his career, because he is a very, very inconsistent shooter. But um, he stepped it up since since Cades went down. But this is still a season best game for Killian Hayes, and um, 
I don't know. Is it is it a season best game for for Boyan too? Um, I'm not sure about that, but he did score 30 points on 10 to 14 shooting. So if he had a better game than this, then it's only because he shot more than 14 shots. But 30 points on 14 shots is is pretty insane. Um, five of six from three. Uh, some of it, it's like, how do you stop someone like that? Boyan is obviously a very talented offensive player, but um, just absolutely carving them up. But like, what else does this team have? Marvin Bagley went 7 of 10 for 19 points. Um, Jaden Ivey had a had a pretty solid game himself. But, like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know too much of what to say here because you had Sadiq Bey, Jalen Duran. Sadiq Bey really, really didn't do much either, 2 for 7. Um, but still, like, I place a lot of blame on on this Mavericks defense and Reggie Bullock has been playing less minutes for this team Tim Hardaway Jr. has been been starting it's a new um, experiment that kid is trying out and I'm all for it I've, I've called for it um, I think it's good good thing to try out uh, because it's not just you look at what Tim has done this season which has been very inconsistent shooting uh, on fire some of the time but most of the time has has hurt the Mavs with his shooting but it is something that I feel like could possibly give him a spark and th- this game he had a pretty good game nine for 20 most of those were three-point shots 14 of those were, were three-point shots actually um, so he did put up 26 points there and his defense was inconsistent it wasn't Reggie's defense but obviously contributing a ton more than Reggie. Now, Reggie came in the game uh, late in this game, late in the fourth quarter. They took Christian Wood out, who actually was playing pretty deep into the fourth quarter. But, um, you know, last last couple minutes, I think it was a good sub by uh, by Jason Kidd um, because Wood had already done a bunch of damage offensively. The, the Mavs needed to uh, to control a bit defensively. Uh, what what the what the Pistons were doing, and Luca had gotten quite a bit of rest by that point. Um, so I don't hate it. it. It was only a couple minutes that that Christian Wood was out in the fourth. So I do think he should be playing deep in the fourth. But Maxi was playing outstanding. So I think going with that lineup with uh, with Maxi and then Reggie in the game instead of Wood. Um, I mean, it, it worked out for the team because Reggie came in with a lot of energy. He was sticking to his man uh, on defense. He was got a cutting layup, very clutch one towards the end. So, um, so that worked out well. Like I like that part of it. So we have to praise some of some of the coaching decisions that we see. Um, but yeah, just the, the two shots from from Spencer, and you can't even say it was a cold night. Yeah, he went one for two, but. Before he shot those two shots, or or I would say after he shot those two shots, you couldn't find more shots for him at that point. Luca took twenty five, but I mean, there's got to be there's got to be more room for uh, for Luca to shoot there. Davis only played two minutes in this game. He only had one attempted field goal. Uh, we we did think that we might possibly get a Jaden Hardy 
uh, sighting in this game. They were hyping it up, the fact that, you know, he grew up in Detroit. Um, the fact that they had, you know, recalled him from the G League after he's been tearing up the G League, leading the G League in points per game at 29. And, um, and I think those minutes would have came possibly if, you know, the Mavs had a good handle on this game in the fourth quarter, but it, it never got to that point. Uh, they were actually down at halftime, I believe by one point, I think it was 61, 60 at halftime, um, which itself shouldn't happen. But that third quarter, the, the, the Pistons ballooned up to 99 points in the game at, by the end of the third quarter. So defensive issues, and that's Jason Kidd's, you know, calling court. He's not scheming anything for this offense. Not scheming anything for this offense. So if, if the defense is not coming through against a team like this, that's where this is where good defensive teams should be plowing through teams like this, right? The teams that lose games like this are not the good defensive teams, are not the defensive-focused teams in the regular season, right? You don't lose regular season games with a with a great defensive team um, to teams like this who are missing uh, their star. So, you know, we we could praise a couple things that 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 we saw right, a couple lineup decisions that we saw right from um, from Coach Kid. But at the end of the day, it's you know some of the stuff that happens in between the games. And it's like, where's the defense here? And it's you can't you can't put it all in the individual players. You can't put it all in Christian Wood. You can't put it on Tim Hardaway Jr. I mean, Maxi had fantastic. Fantastic game defensively, uh, defending in the interior. He had, he had four blocks, but beyond that, he, he altered a bunch of shots here. Um, some of it was help defense. Some of it was, you know, perimeter defenders were just letting people in the lane all the time. Even the big men, Isaiah Stewart was driving in the lane. Marvin Bagley was driving across the key easily. It's they look like Christian Wood out there. Like, what are these big men doing? These uh, young and inexperienced big men doing um, just sort of having free reign in, in the key here. And and Jalen Durant, too, came in. and Now, Jalen Durant's a freak of nature, um, but he's still, I believe, the youngest player in the league, right? So he's very raw player. Um, not, not like an offensive star, but he went five or seven. Uh, for this team, he only had two rebounds, but he had a lot of impact on this game beyond just that. Um, so, Mav still, I would say, like they're getting killed on the interior. Maxi had some great individual plays, but if you have those in, those individual plays, but you're letting through three times that many, um, you know, and 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 the rest of the plays. Now speaking about Maxi specifically, just. Speaking about the Mavs as a team, um, then it's really gonna erase all all that good that's been done. Um, so yeah, uh, um, yeah. I don't I don't know uh, what more I can add about this game uh, at this point because it's, it's really mostly a repeat of what we've seen. Um, 
against uh, similar teams. Um, but the next game against is against the Knicks. That's a that's a morning game early for me actually. It's nine thirty Pacific, eleven uh, thirty uh, Central Time. It's gonna be an early game against the Knicks. And um, at this at this point, I feel like with these teams with the struggles that they've been having, I would still put Dallas to take this game. Um, partly because I believe the Knicks are bad in a different way such that the Mavericks can can feast on them um wary of saying that right now but um you know it's gonna be it's gonna be Jalen Brunson um actually at home against the Dallas Mavericks so let's see what he does against this team and I really hope either the Knicks don't don't beat the Mavs by a ton or that Jalen Brunson doesn't have an incredible game, win or lose. Um, as much as I like Jalen Brunson, but it, it, it's going to be hell in Mavs Nation if either of those things happen, and especially, especially if both of those things happen. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens in this next game against the Knicks, um, and uh, and yeah, we'll keep analyzing. Take care of them.